It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Washington Commanders wrapped their minicamp on Thursday with no further drama, but a pick six to send them into their pre-training camp break. Our final observations and some words from head coach Ron Rivera and some assistant coaches on this episode of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we thank you for making us your first listener, your first view of the day. And if you love the podcast, you're going to love this even more because now you can watch the Locked On Commanders podcast on the WUSA 9 Plus app. WUSA 9, your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick. I am David Harrison covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host Chris Russell, the rooster, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. Find Chris and Pete there Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter at DHarrison82, at WrestleMania621, and at LO Commanders. All right. Thanks for making us again your first view or your first listen of the day. Today's episode, David, is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moments sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Commanders listeners and viewers, that's right, can get 50 
$50 off of purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use the code locked on at checkout. All right, David, you mentioned the Washington Commanders wrapping up minicamp today. We were both there once again in Ashburn. Now no more until the end of July, and we actually have information on training camp, which we'll get to in a sec. But wrapping up the offseason program, you know, um, today was one of those weird days, I guess, for, for lack of a better term. Uh, there, It was a practice that was more like a rookie minicamp type practice, but not really because you know, players were out there, uh, but they weren't doing much in terms of the veterans. It was more designed for rookies, younger players. It was definitely a shorter practice. And, uh, you know, I got to be honest with you, it, it, it they should have probably just canceled the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, eye. you know, the, the <laughs> big, the big draw for today, right. For, from a media aspect anyway, was to the, the chance to talk to the assistant coaches. Right. Uh, and it's, you know, it's not like they really shut the door on us talking to the assistant yeah. coaches, but you know, they're walking off the field after practice. We're trying to get to kind of the scheduled press conferences, the players that are going to show up and, and Ron Rivera or Scott Turner, or Jack Del Rio, whoever's up at the podium that day, uh, from the, the kind of the top level of the coaching staff. So, you know, today's really the first dedicated opportunity uh, to talk to the assistant coaches. But, I mean, you, you, we came in there, I think, looking for some specific things. Uh, we got to meet a group of, of uh, student-athlete leadership mm -hmm. summit uh, members. I think I said that correctly. You know, I apologize to them if I didn't. Uh, but we got to meet uh, some of them. You had some really good conversations about some of the student-athletes from Virginia Tech uh, that were on hand. So, I mean, a good day. I don't know that we gleaned a whole lot that we can pass on to Commanders fans from like a tactical technical standpoint. Uh, but we did get some, some more observations and specifically on some of the players who aren't there or, or aren't at least on the field practicing with their teammates. And the biggest one uh, of course is going to be Curtis Samuel. Yeah. And you, and you're right. There was stuff surrounding the practice that was useful. Uh, and, and you'll hear from some of those things over the next um, you know week or two, but you mentioned Curtis Samuel and, and again, nobody should be surprised by this. They are being extra, 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 beyond extra cautious. First of all, they have a new head athletic trainer, right? So, uh, you know, Ron has mentioned uh, a couple of times that Al, you know, thought like that we should just back him down. We should just take care. He's done a lot of good things. He's in a good spot. Here's the problem, David. Um, I was encouraged by the fact that he participated Tuesday in one part of the team activities. Then you start to worry when he doesn't practice, not today, but yesterday, right? And last week he didn't practice. And while, again, at this time last year, he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't practicing at all. So while that has changed and while that is encouraging, you do have to have in the back of your mind, wait, how limited is this guy going to be, not only in training camp when it's every day, day after day after day, and of course they have days off, but also then during the season, is he not going to be able to practice every Wednesday and every Thursday? Is it just going to be a Friday thing? Is he not going to be able to practice at all? I mean, these are the things that reasonably have to go through your mind. And if they don't go through your mind as a commander's fan or you and I, you're crazy because the evidence is there and, 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 and it's just documented. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I wrote about it from my day two in my day two notebook, you know, observing the offense from minicamp uh, yesterday or on on Wednesday. And, you know, the the knee jerk reaction is just going to be to wonder if this is something more serious. And someone 
uh, in the in the media pool even asked you know coach coach Rivera if this had to do with the groin and and coach Rivera immediately said no it has nothing to do with the groin it has everything to do with just being safe uh, protecting one of our assets look you want to believe him you really do and I, and I, and I wouldn't sit here and and call coach Rivera a liar so the 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 kind of the gut instinct or the concerns growing don't come from not trusting Ron Rivera they just come from uh, the history the one year history of Curtis Samuel with the Washington Commanders and I think that's just kind of a natural byproduct. Uh, right. Of everything that went on last year, so yeah, you when you don't see Curtis Samuel, you know, with a helmet practicing on the field. I mean, he's on the field, but he's not running through the team drills right. uh, and all those things. For one day, it automatically boom just brings up that kind of anxiety uh, surrounding his situation. Then when you don't see it for two days in a row, yeah, the coach says it's 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 an abundance of caution. I believe him. I just my but but the feeling inside is still nervousness. That's still the end result. And I think that's the, I think that's the right a- attitude to have: apprehension, nervousness, uh, an uneasy feeling, whatever you want. Just like it sort of, kind of is, I guess. I think I don't know about Chase Young and Logan Thomas. I mean, I don't know about you. I didn't get the sense that they were going to be full go in any sort of way to start training camp. Now, again, right. things could change. I didn't, you know, Kyle Allen wasn't limited last year officially in terms of a designation at the start and yet he was so i mean designations can mean one thing can mean another thing i wouldn't be shocked if either or both of those guys open up on preseason pup to give them a little extra extra flexibility the problem is if you're on preseason pup you can't practice at all you can work on the side fields but you can't practice so you really kind of get behind but those are you know that along with i guess whatever's going on with charles leno and i don't know if we got any real clarification uh with that are uh, some of the big injury concerns question storylines as we head into this five and a half week break yeah absolutely yeah we didn't i mean we didn't really get anything solid and and to be fair the team doesn't have to give us anything yep. solid that's kind of the advantage yep. they have at this time of year is they don't need to to unveil anything more than they want to unveil and that includes dax milne who uh, i came in yep. thursday looking to see him specifically because he wasn't practicing wednesday and you know at the end of practice ron kind of said you know some guys were sick and, and all these other things uh, i noticed very early on on thursday that dax milne wasn't out on the field at least i couldn't find him so i said oh he must still be sick and then by the time i did spot him he was wearing a boot on his leg. Now, did, Coach yeah. Rivera did say that Dak should be out of that boot uh, before training camp. So that's kind of the one definitive, I think, that we really did get, which is good because, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you don't expect him to be like the number three guy or anything like that. But you want to get as many receivers, as many reps, and as comfortable to Carson Wentz as you can because regardless of, you know, holdout situations with Terry McLaurin, which we're going to talk about here uh, in, in a minute in segment two, but regardless of those things, just the NFL is a game. It's it's a league of attrition. It, football is a game of attrition. Whoever is healthiest at the end and has the most contributors healthy usually ends up, you know, playing for the big game. You look at the Cincinnati Bengals. One of the reasons they led the AFC into the Super Bowl was because they were one of the healthiest squads in the AFC uh, at the most important time. So you want Dax to heal up whatever it is that's ailing him, which apparently he will, so he can be back on the field in training camp in case he's looked at to step up in a more significant role during the season. Well, and more importantly, he'll be probably the primary or in pencil punt returner and maybe more. So, you know, it's something I talked with Nate Katzer, the special teams coordinator after the practice with, you'll hear that uh, conversation coming up uh, in the ensuing episodes of the Locked On Commanders podcast. All right. So that's the latest on the injury front, David. When we return, we're going to get a big picture takeaway on both sides of the ball from each one of us and discuss after the Commanders locked up mini camp right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. 
Yeah, we're going to do so thanks to BlueNile.com. You can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece, all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Commanders, you get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. So again, use the promo code LockedOn at BlueNile.com. That's code LockedOn. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast again your first listen and view of the day. So, guys, we have an important favor to ask of you. Please put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like yourself and viewers. Uh, make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. That's right. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like, don't like about the Locked On podcast uh, network. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey, and thanks for your help. Thanks for watching and listening. All right, David, big picture takeaways. Now that the offseason program uh, is over, I, look, we, of course, start with of course, you know, first of all, no major, major new injuries. That's good. Uh, nobody tore up their ACL or anything like that. That that That's number one. The other big picture takeaway is we didn't see Terry McLaurin at all. I really thought he was going to be at one point out here for at least on the sideline, at least in the building, and he wasn't. And that is... That is, I mean, it has to be a concern no matter what they say, no matter what they say, that they're not going to trade them, that they're started it early, all that. That is a looming black cloud over the football operations of a, of a franchise that really the football operation is about the only thing that's normal, quite honestly. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about that real quick. We got a question in, in the live chat here. Lucas Manatos. Uh, hopefully I said that correctly. Forgive me if I didn't. Is there a chance that we trade Terry McLaurin this year? Of course, talking about the Washington Commanders uh, potentially trading their star receiver. I would say no, just because if you trade him and I saw there was kind of some some uh, conjecture out there, an idea like maybe Washington trades Terry McLaurin straight up for Debo Samuel. Uh, in the San Francisco 49 or something like that. The problem is Debo wants a new contract as well. Yes. And Debo's contract demands are probably most likely higher than Terry McLaurin. And I don't want to say that Debo and Curtis Samuel are the same player, but they kind of bring the same flavor to the field. I mean, Debo probably uh, is a little bit better at it, granted. You know what I mean? But Curtis Samuel and Debo kind of fit the same role, whereas Terry McLaurin is kind of more your ex receiver for this offense right now and, and all those things. So, uh, you know, there's really not a good trade scenario here for the team and and let's be honest 
Terry. We we talked about this during the offseason. He's he's one of your quietest players, one of your most uh, you know, professional players on the surface. He's a team leader, he's a captain. Like this is the kind of player when you're a franchise like the Washington Commanders, you need this guy on your roster. Yeah, unless there's a, a Mike linebacker or somebody that is so good, so outstanding, and so available. I just don't see a fit at another position group that would match up to your point, the whole Debo Samuel. I don't like Debo Samuel wants to be a pure wide receiver and he's not, and he wants to get paid like a pure wide receiver. And quite honestly, he's not, if I'm going to pay anybody, it's Terry McLaurin period. That's it. That's where that argument ends with AJ Brown off the market with Devonte Adams off the market with uh, Tyreek Hill off the market. I mean, of course there are other guys, but you get, you know, the sense Cooper cup, same thing. Um, I, I would just quickly add, add this, the, the narrative going forward is going to be Ron Rivera came out and said, Hey, we started everything early. We we're working on it. We, you know, we're, everything's good. We're not going to trade him. Just remember, I don't think Ron's lying, but just remember Ron has said plenty of things and every NFL coach, David, that you probably covered and every NFL coach that I know I've covered from Mike Shanahan to Jay Gruden and Jim Zorn and everyone in between. They all say what they need to say when they need to say it. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes they say things that they don't need to say, period, yeah. as we found out last week. But my point being is just because they say it doesn't mean that will ultimately be the truth and the reality. It is something they are trying to say to calm the flames down and to keep the narrative focused on fans and media not panicking. So that yeah. is a a, a big storyline for us, obviously. To watch. I don't expect anything to happen anytime soon. Maybe right before training camp, hopefully, we will see as we turn the clock towards the end of July. But, David, just in wrapping up, again, um, uh, the OTA period and the offseason, you know, like looking at one big picture takeaway that I had from the offense without Terry McLaurin there, I really like how this running back group is coming along. Mm -hmm. Of course, we know what Antonio Gibson is, and hopefully he'll be able to keep you know, ball control better. And J.D. McKissick is healthy once again and came back. Right. I'm really excited about Brian Robinson, and I'm also excited about Jonathan Williams, number 41, who I think is going to absolutely give Jared Patterson every ounce of battle for that final probably roster spot for the running backs, assuming that they keep four on yeah. the initial 53, which I think they will. I'm really excited about the running back group as a whole. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that very easily as well. Very excited to see what Brian Robinson uh, has to do as well. I'm sure that, uh, you know, I'll be talking about that very soon as well here later on today. Um, my, my offensive observations at the quarterback upgrade is very clear, and it was definitely very, very needed. Uh, Carson went to clean a clear upgrade from Taylor Heineken. I know we've kind of said this throughout the offseason, throughout the practices that we've seen, but just to kind of drive home that point, because again, you were talking to those Virginia Tech uh, student athletes. One of them asked you, you know, if, if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't for the money or the conversation you guys were having, if it wasn't for the money difference, Taylor acknowledged that himself. You're not going to pay a guy almost $30 million and have him back up a guy getting paid $2 million. It's just not going to happen. Um, but I, I kind of made the made the point in that conversation that even without the money, even if they're both making $28 million or if they're both making $2 million, Carson Wentz is by far the better quarterback, and that brings us kind of to that quarterback conversation and, and any potential battles. To me, Chris, if there is a battle, it's for the second quarterback spot. Now, mm -hmm. here's the thing. Sam Howell, we've seen him look really good, really clean at training camp at times, make some really good throws, really good decisions. 
We've also seen him look like a rookie and throw some passes where he goes, Sam, what are you doing? What yeah. did you even see? But the, the grain of salt that needs to be taken here is Carson Wentz said it himself when he talked to us right during the, the mandatory minicamp. This playbook, very wordy, probably the wordiest playbook that he's ever had uh, in his quarterback life. Sam Howell not only is having to adjust to that, but also adjust to the pro game, taking snaps from under center, all these things. And he's got one of the wordiest playbooks in the National Football League. So that's not a negative. That's the growing pains that he's going to go through. I think from a talent standpoint, though, Sam Howell has to be your number two quarterback from that standpoint. The only thing keeping him from number two on the depth chart is going to be the experience of the playbook, the knowledge of of the pro football game, the NFL game that Taylor obviously has over him. That's why Sam will be number three. But we've seen the flashes of talent you need to see. Now Sam's just got to get caught up, and that's only going to come with time. There's nothing he can truly do to accelerate that. Right. So Ryan Lynn, who's listening and watching uh, a- a- along with us live here, asked that you know th- that basic question. So I-, I think you summarized it pretty well. I-, I would say I was a little higher on Sam Howell earlier in camp than I was, or in the offseason than I was the last couple of practices. Certainly, uh, some 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 things that you didn't love. Or I didn't love, I should say, and I talked to Ken Zampezi, the quarterback's coach, uh, afterwards, and he said a lot of the same things that Sam himself told us on Wednesday and that you just said. So at the risk of not repeating, you know, he just said it's got to slow down. You know, if you think about, right, the going from college to the NFL is a big transition anyway for every player. Every young player talked, Jamin Davis talked about how, you know, the game, it just slows down and then you can react quicker. Cam Curl talked about that with us this week. Well, again, for the quarterbacks, it's the same thing, only magnified times probably 10 or 50 or whatever it might be because Sam's trying to get used to everything. And sure, while he was a productive college quarterback and sure, while he's got a relationship with De'Ami Brown, he's got a lot of other things he's dealing dealing with. And the one thing I will also point out for this for true for every quarterback, when you're not getting hit and there's no fear of getting hit and you're still kind of struggling and maybe not really sharp and really crisp, that's something that worries me a little bit. And that's something that I need to see more of before I'm ready to anoint Sam Howell, the new King of Ashburn. So we will see more on that as training camp obviously goes along. All right, we'll come back and we'll wrap things up with a thought on the defense and as well the training camp schedule, which the team has put out right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, uh, David and I are here to tell you guys, as always, about our friends at BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find out all the latest sports developments, news, and odds including this year's basketball championship, which could be over on Thursday night between Boston and Golden State, the NHL Cup Final. David, I probably put down about $175 total worth of bets on the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche on both sides to cover me. Uh, I put down some big action before Wednesday night's Game 1, thanks to our friends at Bet Online, And you can, too. Major League Baseball, of course, fighting news, MMA, UFC. You got the U.S. Open going on this weekend, and Golf Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. 
what if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, one last segment here on the Locked On Commanders podcast to wrap up our mini camp coverage. We'll wrap up our, our day of mini camp coverage. We've got plenty coming from what the coaches said and what we saw uh, from the mini camp between now and training camp at the end of July. We've got some training camp news we'll get to here in a minute. But first, Chris, let's talk about our defensive takeaway from this mini camp. Uh, and my defensive takeaway from the mini camp is going to be this like it or not, regardless of what we think, Jamin Davis is a starting linebacker on this team. Uh, Cole Holcomb is obviously the Mike. He's the number one kind of off-ball linebacker, but Jamin Davis is number two. Again, early on in the OTAs, it looked like there was a little bit of swapping going on between he and David Mayo, but really here, especially during the minicamp, Jamin Davis running with the ones uh, exclusively, David Mayo running with the two, setting the defense actually with uh, the twos as a Mike linebacker. Um, so if you want to call him Cole Holcomb's direct backup, I don't know that it really uh, matters the, 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 the classification you really give it, but uh, anybody who basically is kind of down on Jameis or Jameis, Jamin, um, already giving maybe the bust label. Look, first of all, personally, one year is way too soon to call anybody mm-hmm. a bust. Um, year two, even, I would say, is way too early to call somebody a bust. But you're going to see plenty of Jamin Davis, you know, saving injury, obviously, uh, in year two. I don't get the I, I don't get the the absolute. Uh, I don't know what the right term is. Uh disappointment, I guess, in Jamin Davis because things didn't go great last year. Listen, I understand y'all wanted him to be the next Luke Keekley. I got it. They wanted that. I'm sure he wanted that. You all fans wanted that. I get that part was kind of disappointing, but I I would say concentrate on a couple of the flash plays, and there were six or seven flash plays that he made. Um you know, that we both saw and that we've talked about. And I know I, I, I saw several times in person and I talked to him about it, uh, you know, a couple of chances that we had last year through Zoom and all that stuff. Like Jamin, I think, is going to be fine. He needs to do less thinking, more reacting, more athleticism, more playing. And I think not being at the mic and having Cole Holcomb and, like you said, David Mayo there will help him. And also, again, don't expect him to play 65 snaps a game. Maybe we just need to readjust our compass a a little bit and say, okay, take a big step forward. Then we'll continue to look at ways that we can maybe get you back to Mike as you get more experience and as the game really slows down. The other uh, really encouraging sign, David, in in training – in, in, in the offseason program is Benjamin St. Juiced. I mean, the coaches, every chance they get, they talk about how well he has played from the slot. You and I have seen it. We saw him turn around uh, John Dotson a little bit yesterday on one, uh, I should say Wednesday, uh, in the end zone. Maybe it wasn't the greatest throw in the world, so it wasn't really Jahan's fault, but he was right on his hip. Uh, Benjamin St. Juiced is a guy at six two and a half, uh, you know, 215, 220, or whatever. I got to be honest with you, I did not see him in the slot 
They see him in the slot. They've worked him in the slot, and he's looked good in the slot. David, I'm still floored by this change, and it's a good thing, and that's why I'm also not a football coach and why you're stuck with me. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I love Benjamin St. Juice. I do, but, you know, he's he's an outside defender. You remember going back to when he was drafted, even, you know, before the draft uh, last year, we were talking about him out of the Senior Bowl. I thought he was he could be a, a guy that transitions to maybe free safety uh, because he's got the length, he's got some long speed and all that stuff. Slot, not really, really a guy that I saw going in there because typically you want your slot guy to be a little shiftier, short area quickness is is really something that you usually value. He's a little bit longer, a little bit stiffer than your typical slot defender. Um, but, you know, the coaches say that he's taken to it pretty well. He's doing he's doing fairly well. I mean, I can say that in practice, he, he hasn't looked completely, you know, like a fish out of water. Or, you know, they're not just, you know, quarterbacks aren't just going out there and picking on him or anything like that. But, you know, we'll have to continue uh, to see how how that develops. We got another question real quick from Ryan before we get to this training camp information. Uh, asking about Brooks and Davis Jr. Both were here uh, for rookie camps as, as tryout players. Um, neither here anymore on the roster for OTAs, and I, and I don't expect either of them to be back for training camp. I know Brooks; he's he's the son of Derek Brooks, legendary Buccaneers linebacker. Um, a lot of legendary Buccaneers defenders coming up in conversations this week, but he actually ended up in Tampa during their uh, OTAs and mini camp. I don't believe he's being retained, but I, I, I could be wrong on that. Just, uh, but no, I don't expect them to be on the roster uh, among the three that Ron Rivera basically said. Uh, he loves on the roster right now. The training camp information that we were uh, mentioning, uh, that is training camp will open up on July 27th, conclude on August 18th. Here's the big thing you need to know. Saturday night, August 6th at FedEx Field, much like last year, although it was on a Friday night last year, there'll be a free practice event at FedEx with free tickets, free parking, all of that stuff. Uh, and you guys can attend that. All the information, of course, on the Commander's official website, and there will be public practices at Commander's headquarters in Ashburn through a lottery system. But that's the big news. And no Richmond, Virginia on the training camp schedule for 2022, which probably isn't a surprise given how things are working in the Commonwealth right now. And being that, of course, they're not under contract. Last year's four or five day stint down in Richmond was maybe like a good faith, goodwill effort. And it didn't really exactly work out that way, at least for now. All right, that is going to do it for us on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks again for making LOC your first listen and your first view of the day. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Locked On NBA's Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen and watch today. We'll be back after the Father's Day and Juneteenth weekend. So for all you dads out there, thank you for all you do and have a great one. David, happy Father's Day, of course, to you. Uh, to if you, you want to hop in, locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or the voicemail 301-615-3577, 301-615-3577 for David Harrison. Uh, who is covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medher Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Thank you for joining us right here, and happy Father's Day weekend on the Locked On Commanders podcast. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.